when, when we were about to have our second child, Elise was scheduled to have an epidural. Epidural is a thing that they get, that moms get to, to numb the pain, so basically childbirth isn't as painful. And so we're there. They lied. Yes, they, well, so I'll tell you this. I, from experience, it helped a little bit. So, so Elise is scheduled to get an epidural, and so labor starts. We get to the hospital, and uh, it's about time for the anesthesiologist to come. The anesthesiologist is the one that does the epidural, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and it turns out the anesthesiologist is in surgery and can't get out. And so the pain gets worse and worse and worse, and it keeps growing, and, and labor has started, and all of a sudden, Elise lets out this scream. And I tell you, I, don't, I did not know that she had this in her. I mean, this was like, this was like, and it was like there was nothing else to do. The pain was growing and growing and growing, and there's no way to get it out. So it's like this desperate attempt, this desperate yell to get this pain out of her. And, you know, it's not the fun. I was going to say the funny thing is, but it's not a funny thing. I should be careful what I say. But if, if you did not know, if you were on the labor and delivery floor of a hospital, but you didn't know what it was, you're just walking around this hospital. You don't know it's a hospital. You're just walking by these rooms and you're hearing these cries of pain. You're going to be very confused because here's why you're confused. You're going to walk by, by one room. And it's going to sound like a torture room. It's going to sound like somebody is putting someone through this intense pain. And then you're going to walk by another room, and you're going to hear laughter. You're going to hear joy. You're going to hear a place that sounds like it's filled with love, like this magical room that's completely different from this other room. But then about an hour later, if you walked by the room that seemed like a torture room, you would start to hear laughter. You'd start to hear joy. You would start to hear all of this, this place that's filled with intense love. So what happened in an hour? The room moved from a labor room to a delivery room. The room moved from, I can't wait to meet this, this little thing that's going to be here that I'm going to love so much to, I love this little thing more than I realized I could. The room goes from pain and longing and groaning to happiness and satisfaction and love. And the, it, it goes from this. Will this ever end to I hope that this never ends? And that is what is happening. That is about labor and delivery. And here's when the Bible talks about the Christian life, the Bible is saying that life in this world is like labor. But life in the world to come is like delivery. Life in this world is about groaning. It's about pain. I mean, that's not the whole thing it's about, but it involves that. There's a, there's a deep longing that we have in this world, but the world that is to come is about satisfaction. It's a world of love. It's a world of ecstasy. It's a world of euphoria. And so we're trying to figure out how we go from Will this ever end to I hope this ever, never ends? We're trying to figure out how we go from labor to delivery. And can we get there? This is the deepest, most desperate desire within you. 
You hunger because there's such thing as food, and you're groaning because there's such thing as heaven and earth being woven together. So how do you get to there? How do you experience this now? I mean, can you really experience this now, or is this just fairy tales? Or is this real? So here's how. Here's how you get what you're groaning for. Jesus gives us the answer in verse 25. And here's what he says. I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. Here's what he's saying. He's saying that the pain, the pain that you have that keeps spiraling and getting worse and worse and worse and is leading to this wall of death, what he's saying is that I'm here and I'm going to punch a hole and knock down that wall of death so it is no more. He's saying that the way for the curse to be lifted is me. And the pain, and moms, you know this, the pain of childbirth on the other side of it That joy, that's pointing you right to this, to the new heavens, to the new earth, the place where you are made to be. Okay, this is like the place of magical joy. So you take Disney World. Disney is supposed to be the happiest place on earth, right? Isn't that what they say about Disney? Yeah, they do. So I used to hate Disney, by the way, Um, but I like it now. Um, And here's what Disney's doing. Disney might be the, for some people, it might be the happiest place on earth. And here's what, here's what Disney's doing. Disney is setting your imagination upon another world. Listen, Disney is tapping into your groanings. If you're a business owner or whatever your job is, listen, tap into this. Disney is tapping into your groanings, your work, whatever it might be. How is it tapping into people's groanings? How are you helping to bring God's kingdom to the earth? Tapping into, I mean, it's a great marketing tool, by the way, if you're a business owner, but either way, listen, Disney is tapping into your groanings, but here's what happens. They can't really deliver. They can't give you what you want. So recently when we had gone, we, we stayed late for the fireworks show, which is amazing, by the way. And, and, and it really, like, it's the best part about Disney. And your mind is blown and you're like, all these lights are going on. You're way overstimulated, but it's awesome at the same time. And you're, so, but after it's over, everyone stays for the, for the fireworks show. And so now everybody's kind of walking out and you're making your walk out. And, you know, you're far away from people when you start the walk, but as you walk more and more, everybody gets closer and closer to you, and still you're feeling people's breath on your neck, and you're like, oh, what's happening back there? And it's just, it's too close. You know, it's starting to, magic is starting to fade. So, so here's what happened. There are these two ladies. Apparently one of them was breathing on someone's neck too close, and they started yelling and cussing at each other at Disney. All these kids are around. And a fist fight almost erupts. People have to get involved and break it up. Now, why is that happening? Because Disney can't give them what they really want and what they really long for. They're longing for another world, and Disney's not able to deliver it for them. Here's what Disney can do. It can teach you to long for that world, but it can't give you that world. Disney can teach you to hope. It can leave you hopeful, but it can't deliver on that hope. What Jesus is saying is that he is the only one who can bring you to delivery and nothing else will do the job. 
unless, unless you set your imagination upon the kingdom of God and set your affections upon Jesus, everything else is going to fall short. Nothing is going to work. And let me tell you what we do when that happens. When that happens, we start looking for things to satisfy our groanings. Because they're deep and they're echoing around inside of us and we need to find something that's going to satisfy it. And so we go to anything in this world to satisfy those. We're knocking on every single door like, is this, is this the door to the new heavens and the new earth that's going to give me everything I want? And we try everything. Uh, G.K. Chesterton, he says this, the man that's knocking on the door of a brothel is really just searching for God. He's searching for the new heavens and the new earth, and he's desperate, and he's searching any place. And we could use even the most ungodly places to try to find God and try to find the one who's going to deliver for us in the new heavens and the new earth. Okay? We can use anything. You can use pornography to try to get you to the new heavens and the new earth, to try to stimulate you enough to get you to the place where you want to be. You can, you can use food to do this, but you're knocking on the wrong door. You can use Disney, but you're knocking on the wrong door. You could use drugs to give you this ecstasy, but they're going to come down, and you're still knocking on the wrong door. The only one who's going to deliver is Jesus. That's what he says when he says, I am the resurrection. And he's, I mean, he's saying, he's saying, I am only him. He's saying all other religions are not going to work either. Here's what happens. Here's what happens with other religions. They're pretending like the curse isn't there. They're saying, listen, you can do it. You can earn heaven. Here's the path to heaven. Here's the way to get there. Here's the way to get that door opened up for everything that you long for. Only, I mean, that brothel in a way is a religion. Everything can become a religion. And you're knocking on these doors. Only here's the thing. Every other religion is not acknowledging that there is a curse that has been blanketed over this world. There is a stench that is still deep in our bones and there is a sickness that is under our skin and no amount of good things can earn heaven for us because the curse still remains blanketed over us and is suffocating us. You need someone to break down this wall of death. You need someone to come and remove the blanket so that death doesn't swallow you up. Someone to satisfy the groanings. And that's what Jesus is doing. That's what it means that he's the resurrection. So how does he do it? Here's how. This is everything. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. First, he removes the curse by becoming cursed. In Galatians, it says, cursed is anyone who's hung on a tree. So the tree is referred to, the cross is referred to as a tree here. And here's what that means. Jesus on the cross is cursed in our place. And when he dies being cursed, the power of that, that that curse has over us dies as well. We are free to enter into the new heavens and the new earth because the curse has been removed by his death. That's first. Second, he gives us what is called the new birth. And here's what he has just done. 
He's birthed us. He's given us a new genesis. He's given us a new beginning where we are birthed into a citizenship that is in heaven. He's begun to weave heaven into us now. And you know, what that, you know what that means? You know what starts to happen to us? We start to live in ways like heaven is actually being woven into us. And when that woman at Disney hates us and is so mad at us because we're breathing on her neck or something's happening, you know what happens to us? We don't hate her anymore. We love her because we know that heaven is not woven into her in that moment. And that breaks our heart. And we long for her to see that Christ can deliver for those groanings that hate Hatred is coming from the groaning, from an unsatisfaction. You know, when you're just angry at people, it's because you're unsatisfied and Jesus can deliver for us and relieve us of our groanings. And third, he builds this new world that we long for that's being woven into us even now. And so when we set our affections upon him, he begins to weave that into us right here and now. And we can experience that now. Listen. Set your imagination upon the ocean. Set your imagination upon the ocean. You'll be drawn to a boat. Set your imagination upon the world that you are made for. And it's going to draw you right to Christ. Your problem is that you do not have your imagination set on the world that you are made for. You're settling for this world. You're being satisfied with this. You are not made for this world. You're made for another. So go set your imagination upon it, and you will set your heart and your affections upon Christ. Go to him, and let those longings, and let the pain teach you to run right to him. Let's pray. Father, we're groaning for you now. We're groaning to see your son satisfy us. We pray that we would stop looking in the wrong places and we would see our great desire before us, our great desire that went to the cross for us on our behalf so that we might get everything that is echoing around deep within us, that longs for this world that is to come. Draw us to you. In Jesus' name, amen.